guys. I'm just finishing up my lunch, so I'm just going to be off um, camera for just a few more minutes. Okay. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi, Mayor. Amanda and Betty and Beth. Hi, everybody. I'm driving to school, but I am listening. Great. Great. What time is your class soon, Betty? Yeah, I got about half hour, 45 minutes, but I wanted to catch up. So glad. So glad. Yeah. I miss you, Marianne. I miss you, Betty. We got study buddies on Monday. Yay. I'll be there. <laughs> Great. And Mary, I need to schedule another appointment with you. My pleasure. <laughs> Always right. my pleasure. <laughs> yeah, great, great, great. Do you want me to send you the uh, my calendar? Yeah, whatever. No, <laughs> or we can right. talk Monday. We can talk we can Monday. Talk, yeah. Um, and uh, we'll set something up then. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> we understand Araba. Working on a little angel sketch. Oh, wow. Um, from a photo I got. Um, but anyways, I just, it's fine. I've decided I'm going to do like a half hour a day for That's my so second great. chakra word. Yeah. That's so great. Really, Mary. I just, got a, I just got four boxes of driftwood, really nice driftwood from a friend. And um I make driftwood wreaths, but uh, but this has some interesting pieces. I'm going to craft something new, something different that I've never done before. Oh. <laughs> it's not going to be a wreath then, something else? No, I'm going to do something that I hang from trees. I'm going to do some kind of a hanging thing. Um, and it'll probably just evolve as I start working on it. Sounds wonderful. There she is. Yes. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. Good to see you all. My apologies. I have some technical difficulties with more than one thing. Uh, 
but you are always free to go and start. This is really your call. I just try to make sure that I attend so that if there are any questions that I can be helpful uh, around, it's not really that I facilitate it per se, although it has felt like that and I am happy for it to not be that. Um, but simply, you know, I'm here as a resource and especially because some of our um, other certified counselors also can't be. So I know I wear several hats, but I wanted to say that on record so that everyone would know that when you gather together and you feel as if you have a quorum to please go ahead and begin. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. Good. I will open it up for anyone to pray. Um, I'll pray in. I knew I knew she'd do it. I knew it. <laughs> I am grateful and thankful for this holy instant, knowing that perfection is now. There is no need to look in the future or look in the past for this one holy instant. Hmm. I am grateful and thankful for this time to be gathered together in sacred community, raising the vibration in ourselves, in our family, in our community, and all of humanity. Letting go of all the blocks that we put into living on, letting go of all of the blocks that we place on living our best life. I step boldly on my path and know all are lifted with me. <laughs> Share this with all because we are one and so it is. Amen. <laughs> amen. 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 <laughs> amen. That was fire, Amanda. Oh. <laughs> great. That was great. Thanks. This Thank song you. keeps coming forward all the time. I don't know if you heard me when you were praying but it's like I keep stopping this song and it keeps coming up and the name of it is I release control so <laughs> it's a chant and the line is just a chant that goes on but it just keeps coming up so maybe you're all supposed to hear it um I don't know mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't keep coming up on my phone or <laughs> Okay, so it's a personal message, and that's cool because I've been using it as a chance because it says, I release control and surrender to the flow of love that will heal me. Oh, that's beautiful. Just seven minutes of of that in a really beautiful way. You were laughing during your prayer, was that, Amanda? It was just funny. If you can't have a chuckle, what's the point? (laughs) Yeah, have uh, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just okay. figured that you you moved in a high into a higher state of consciousness, and you couldn't hold the joy in, and you just had to laugh. Yes, yes, <laughs> I am claiming that. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Yes, but we are going with that version. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. 
love that. I have set the tone. Yeah. Hey, Betty. She's driving and listening. Hi, Arba. Oh, hello. I heard you're driving. I'm driving to school, but I wanted to be with you guys. I haven't been for a while. So I am just uh, setting and listening. Well, thank you for being here. Your presence is uh, is greatly appreciated and loved. So since you're here, I will just, do I want to say this? I'm still doing well on my releasing self-sabotage. I mean, so, yeah, self-sabotage, self-medication. Um, and it has been hard, but um, I'm still doing okay. So I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful. Betty uh, did my activation session and we talked about some of those things. And then after my activation session, one of the things dropped off and I was like, oh, wow. Um, okay, so that's been two months now, and then I'm a week out from dropping another thing, and so um, I just wanted, since she was here, to to share that and say that I'm also doing the self-sabotage challenge, and um, I just registered for that because I had a lot of resistance to doing that, particularly as I've already stopped behaviors, right? And this idea of going into all the underlying stuff underneath it and, you know, felt like it could potentially be triggering. Mm -hmm. And so I was concerned about that because in the past when I've done it, I have felt so, so triggered. I have not gotten to the side of the relief from that challenge. Although I have done 40 days of forgiveness letters um, after with doing that challenge. So I know that there was some healing. So um, anyway, that's just, a, that was, that's personally what's happening with me. And I loved your prayer with the releasing of, um, you know, basically the obstacles to the life that we are really called to lead. And so that felt perfect to also just share that. Thank you. Good for you, Araba. Good for having the courage to dive into the deep underlying shadows. We'll see how it goes. Thank you. Thank you for being here and for being witnesses. Sarah, I like your background. I see that you changed things a little bit to give yourself some space. Good for you. Yeah. Yes, we moved the bed out and gave it to my daughter and she's four. So it's a queen size bed and she loves it. Now I have all this space. So I'm still percolating what I want to do with it. I have a vision for the rug I want to put down, but um, yeah, I'm just happy to have a whole room to do whatever I want with it. (laughs) Yeah. Good for you. And speaking of spaces, you're in a different space as well. I am. I just moved a little. Mm. This is behind me is going to be my new office. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Trying new things, trying new things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, So I know on Monday we had our call and it was focused on grief. Uh, I didn't know if 
people had questions, thoughts, or things that they wanted to bring up that wasn't related to grief that um, they might want to bring up today. I have just, a, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead, Mary. Yeah, I'm just uh, going through the beginning of the Enneagram thing that we're, I don't know how many of you are in it. There are quite a few of us, yeah. And I, I have kind of resistance that at first it was, I don't want to be put in a box of, you know, this is who I am. And then I was reading the, the book, the, the Wisdom of the Enneagram last night. And I realized and they're telling me clearly that I'm already in the box that I have created. And this is a way to help me recognize that box so that I can be released from it. So, and that's great. I, I am feeling that stuff is going to come up. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. I don't know what, I don't know who I am yet. I don't know what they, uh, and I know what the, the, the test said, but uh, nothing feels exactly right. So this, I, this is feeling like very um, kind of uncomfortable, but I'm looking forward to go through it, see what happens. Come up with something that's helpful, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> oh yeah, I find yeah. Instagram to be so, so helpful um, in so many ways. And Rosalind's an amazing teacher, so um, she will definitely take the time because they're like layers and layers. And one of the things that I heard from Robert Holden, which I found so helpful, I did the Global Enneagram Summit they have every year. So they have five days of all the teachers. Um, but a talk that Robert Holden did that was particularly helpful is this walk around the Enneagram. So no matter what you self-identify as, that each of the types on the Enneagram, we each have part of that. And so the walk is to embrace the gift of each type and to release sort of the unhealthy pieces of each type. And so that helped me a lot because then no matter what number you are, there's something you can get from a benefit from every other type and recognizing those pieces in you, particularly if you're not settled on a specific type that feels like it really um, describes you, then you can really just gain knowledge from each of the types and, oh, that piece of me, that personality aspect. Okay. I, you know, so yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. I noticed that already from just reading through them. Uh, that's what's getting me more confused because I thought I had to find the one that I was. So I know I'm probably a one. <laughs> and then so, I mean, that's, that's the first one that came up. But yeah, it's uh, exciting to see what's going to happen, I think. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm working on it. Thank you. <laughs> Mary, the reason I took it was just because I, you know, I don't feel drawn to knowing Enneagrams. I took it yeah. with the intention of being, um, allowing it to help me be more compassionate for different personality types. So that's why I wanted to take it, just cultivate compassion for other people. Yeah, for other people. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Sometimes I feel like I do not have the compassion that I'd like to have for other people. It's kind of like, you know, come on, here's the answer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right in front of you. <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> totally get it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm more like, 
come on, you need to be my type. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what I was talking about. (laughs) Well, it's been so helpful. I I know Rosalind in her Sundays with Spirit said, you know, had she and her family not, how it impacted her family relationships, Mm -hmm. particularly, you know, her husband. And I, I know that to be true. I know Megan uses it a lot in um, helping her clients to, uh, in terms of, you know, discerning what is maybe the strategy of their type, right, versus what is truly them. And that can free people to be like, oh, well, that's not who I am. That's simply an aspect of my personality. And while the Enneagram is really for adults, when I was studying it, Uh, my son was with me. And so it was like, hey, you know, looking through these things and the types, what are you thinking? And I had an idea of what I thought he could be and what my daughter could be. And he picked the type, a seven, that um, he thought he was. And he was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, And so one of the things that helped me was to not take things personally once I understood like that was his nature his strategy right um of needing to do lots of different things um and of not like you know really once he got to a place where he had to move past his sort of natural enthusiasm or natural ability it's time to switch to something else but that's very seven because they don't want to deal with any of like pain joy any of the They want to be on the upside of things. And so, you know, it just really allowed me to be like, oh, okay, that's, that's just a thing. It's not something wrong with him. It's not, you know, it's not something he's doing, you know, to me or, you know, against me or us. And so, uh, and he was really interested too in how, Um, because I'm pretty sure my daughter's a six uh, and so he's a seven so they are right next to each other so um, and he was like so this is book tell you how to deal with a sibling who is you know x number and I was like no but that's actually a really fabulous idea like to have a book like if your siblings because they do have books like if you're this parent type and your children are these types these are things you might want to think about. Oh, Betty came on camera. Did you want hey. to? Yeah, I just, working with Reverend Megan and the Enneagram, I'm a four. And I was a really low four. And um, she helped me work up the ladder to a high functioning four. So it was really beneficial because it helped point towards truth. And it helped me work towards raising my consciousness and working towards awakening. So it did help in my spiritual development. So it was really beneficial Mm -hmm. Um, because a low functioning four was suicidal, um, self-mutilation, addiction to a high functioning four, to self-actualization, to spiritual development, to love. So it does point towards truth. So Mm -hmm. it is very useful in our spiritual counseling practice. Mm -hmm. And Arba, I am so very proud of you. So someone who appears to be put together, someone who is loving and very giving, can have such scathing honesty and can look inward. And you are just so inspirational to me. And I just so truly adore you. 
and to have such success and such beauty. I just, uh, I just love you. So thank you. I love you too, Betty. Thank you for all that. Betty, I've just got to say the power of your love is so healing, is so incredible. Every time you give a reflection to another person in any group I've been in with you, it has been a major healing for that person and for me just to just to hear you just affirm the truth of each person that you address. And I just want to thank you for that. Are you going to speak, Sarah? Oh, yeah. I just didn't want to speak too soon. seemed like everybody was just taking a moment. (laughs) Um, I had to laugh when you described the seven because my husband is a seven and I'm the seven is the least smallest part of me. Like I am not at all a seven. I'm a one. Like I stick to things. I'm very like organized and by the book and yeah. And like he just gets really into things and so he's not into them anymore. But like reading that or learning that has been helpful to help me understand them better. (laughs) Sarah, I'm a seven. Mm -hmm. And then the thing too, is like, I feel like that was what attracted me to him too, because he was so not like how I am. Like when we first met, he was unemployed, which when I found that out, I like, I wanted to just like roll out of the car and leave, but (laughs) but for some reason I stayed around and he handled it so well, like without any stress really, like, or at least that showed. And I found that so um, just inspirational because I just always grew up with people that were so stressed out all the time and to be around somebody that was just like, yeah, figure it out. It'll work out. And it did. So yeah, I think that was, is like what attracts me to seven <laughs> because I'm so not like that or in the past I'm good. I'm changed. I've changed a lot now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I know my son often feels out of place in our family Um, because we are very much like the immigrant hardworking like kind of um, mindset and you know he's like I tell him he is exactly meant to be in our family because he reminds us that life is meant to be joyful and we're meant to have fun with it and we forget that and so I just tell him how grateful I am that he is the way he is because like you said you know for about your husband you know it is for me it's such a reminder like oh yeah things can be easy things can be fun things can be joyful they don't have to be hard wow that's a concept (laughs) so I have a new topic if everybody is ready so it has been coming up a lot like um in counseling sessions about using your voice 
And um, in, in year two, the, we were reviewing the, um, the Hawkins, you know, levels. And so um, this year, I'm like working at that pride level, letting go of the thinking that I'm the one that does the healing, like really working with that energy and to step up into, and I noticed that the next one was, is courage, like neutrality and courage. So I have been working like, so um, yeah, working with using my voice, working with that. And um, yeah, so that's where I am. And that has been coming up in counseling a lot about uh, people finding their voice, you know, or uh, being seen, being heard, uh, making changes. And it has a lot to do with courage or that's what it's coming up for me in healing. Yeah. Amanda, can you explain it a little bit better? Finding your voice. Yeah. What is that? So speaking to my authentic self. So in my, in my massage, in my massage practice, um, people regularly say, this is the best massage I've ever had. Right. And like, I, I accept it and I enjoy the praise. And also I'm at the point now where I believe it's time for me to not pass it on or not shrug it off, but to take the next step, you know, so it's not me, it's your energy that heals. It's not me. It's God that's healing. So I'm, I'm at that. I'm at that. I don't even want to call it level, but that's just what's coming to my mind. So, um, so I think finding my voice is, is using, um, moving towards that authentic, um, love is the healer vibration. So stepping, making a, a transition there. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I am, like I have transitioned in a lot of things. Um, and the fact that people needing to be seen and needing to be heard is coming up for healing. So of course, then um, my responsibility is, I feel my responsibility is to look at that in myself and heal it and be done with it, or at least work on it. Right. Cause we are all the same. And, um, so that's, what's coming up for me. So that I I'm finding using the words a little bit difficult right now hmm. in that bridge, in that transition from, um, knowing that it's heal that God is healing in, in my mind, knowing it and really claiming that power to actually verbalizing that power, how to do it, when to do it, when is it right to speak? When is it time to not, you know, cause not everybody is open to that. So that the, that's the transition that I'm in right now. And that's what I'm working on. And I, I've noticed it's coming up for healing in my counseling situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. Araba. My question is, that's so interesting. I would not necessarily have related it to, and I'll just say it because we have some ML1s, the map of consciousness in the David um, Hawkins book, Healing and Recovery, which is the main text for Masterful Living 2. And also um, Jennifer 
I will send a print of the actual map of consciousness that we use. And they are referred to as levels. It's a log scale um, moving in the direction of truth. Uh, so, um, but so interesting. What I wanted to ask you is how does that come up for you? How does the speaking up, being seen, being heard show up for you in terms of what do you, you what you're doing in your count in counseling, in your life, in um, being a counselor and um standing forth in that power, because I'll just say, reflect that I've noted that you are praying more, you are facilitating more, you are being seen more and engaging more. I also noted that on your signature, um, you put something which I want you to say. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. So, um, when I was taking that prosperous practitioner, no, it wasn't during that class. I took counseling sessions with Lori and, um, as you know, in conjunction to the prosperous practitioner and positive accountability is the name of my practice. And it just downloaded. And I just knew that it was what it was my, it was my practice. The name of my practice is positive accountability. And thank you, Araba, for asking or saying something. I like, I put it on a tagline of my um, email and I haven't thought about it in a while. So thank you so much for bringing that up. Yeah. And the way that the being seen and being heard is coming up in my life and in my practice. So in my practice, people are bringing these concerns to me, when to speak, when not to speak. Um being seen, being heard, like need, needing the need to be seen and heard has, you know, has been a topic of conversation for a client. And the way I see it in my life unfolding is what I described to you is, um, is stepping more, being more comfortable in my power and letting my light, my, letting my healing energy flow out stronger so it's being comfortable with that because I remember telling Jennifer at the beginning of oh I don't know a long time ago that I there's no way that I wanted to let this out without it being um without their I know our ulterior motive other than to heal mm-hmm. giving giving to get working on working on all those issues to um be a pure being I don't pure isn't the word but you know allowing my light to shine brighter and brighter so that's where I am now is working with that courage so I'm going to courage mm-hmm. even more I know right look out Right. So that's a little bit scary. It's, you know, or try not to think about it as scary. It's just a little bit of the unknown. It's a little bit of the getting comfortable feeling like that. Cause I'm not all the way comfortable being in that vibration. I've noticed lately, like I'm squirming when I'm praying because it's so it's, it's, it's so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes so much sense. Then that courage is where you're really working. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for taking time to 
delve into that a little bit more. Thank you for asking me the question. And Sarah, I have to say you stepping forward and sending out those emails, like, cause you seems like you are embodying courage right now. Um, which emails are you talking about? Like the ones I post about on Facebook? Yeah. Maybe not email Facebook. I don't know. Oh, okay. So yeah. So I've always been doing that, but I, what I did was I shut down my business page that was separate that it went to because like no one saw it and just made it go to my personal page. And yes, that was a step of courage because at first I didn't do that because I didn't want people that knew me. Like it was safer for people that didn't really know me to see it. And to just like attract people from random people from the internet, you know, there was like six people that saw it on Facebook. So I was like, this is dumb. I don't need this separate page. Like I have a thousand friends on Facebook. That's a thousand eyes. They can see what I'm doing and they either like it or they don't. And the other thing I can relate to what you're saying, and I was going to say is like, I I can relate because I know how to do social media because I've been doing it for three years now. So I'm thinking about starting a separate um, Instagram page to talk about my spiritual practice, to talk about and just put it out there like, hey, I do counseling on a love offering basis, like on the side. And but I'm like kind of nervous of like, will I get blown up? Will I get overwhelmed? Will like all these random people come at me? Um, will the people that know me from my nutrition side fault? Like, I don't know, you know, like I, I'm, I'm afraid to open Pandora's box yet, I guess. Um, and so, but it, and, and it's, it's, a, it's, the thoughts are going in my mind, but I think just taking that one step was like a small act of courage of just being like, I don't need two separate things. It's who I am and people can either like it or not. <laughs> I definitely want to say it's not a small thing that you did. So don't diminish that. That is, that was, yes. So thank you because it didn't feel like anything when I did it though. That's the thing. Like I didn't really like, I thought about it a few times, but I was just like, when it actually happened, it was just like, I just did it and moved about my day. (laughs) Sounds like living in the energy of courage. <laughs> that's our trust and faith, right? Sorry, Beth, were you going to say something? No, that's okay. That's so funny. I did the. I did. I invited on Facebook. This was a, a year or so ago, maybe two years ago. I invited on my face on my personal page. I invited people to join me in doing the Course in Miracles lessons to to um, like my business page. And join me there because I was going to be doing it there. And as I watched the people that took advantage of that and and liked my that were going to be joining me, I was like, <gasps> and because it was you know my great aunt and my sister and my and so it was going to be the people who I had been hiding from, <laughs> you know we're, we're joining me and I wasn't expecting that I was thinking you know they're not gonna care but so then and then going through the course you know because the course in miracles is not mainstream all, all the way um as mo- most of us know um so it was quite an interesting year and some people you know some people commented and some people didn't and and I think some people learned a lot about me that they didn't know before and that was okay too 
<laughs> I haven't done anything since. I didn't know where to go when I finished that. I, did, I, I didn't know where to go. So it's coming though. It's coming through this, I think. I'm gonna say now you have something. Soon. I, I yeah, I will. I, I'm not ready. Um, I'm not ready yet. I think I'm gonna wait till the end of the year and um, and then put it out there. Um, you know, I don't know. I uh, applying for disability, and I don't know where that's gonna go. And and if I end up working, then I that whole that changes the whole thing. And um, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see where it goes. One step at a time. And then when you're ready, it'll be like my thing was where you just do it and don't even think about it. It's just natural. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it, it will unfold and more information will come and um, yeah, and we'll go with it. So looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that time. Mm, that's getting uh, putting a bug in my ear. Uh, is that what they call it? Uh, Facebook bug. <laughs> hmm. I had I had posted something maybe a year or two ago when I was doing um, the the uh, channeling Jesus uh, person, and I, I posted some of those on there. I posted um, um, what is his name? The guy who does the uh, climate. The spiritual climate um he's really sweet anyway he does something every month uh what the forecast for the month and he channels disease anyway so i put that up i got my brother said oh i thought we were talking about a weatherman or something and, <laughs> and you know the people just pass it up and then i just haven't really gotten into facebook very much anymore all my friends at least half of them are artists so i don't know what they would think about this move but uh, Maybe I need to, <laughs> I'll look at the courage on that. It's maybe something that would be nice to do, to share that, be honest. You said honest. So that of course reminds me of the manual for teachers. The second characteristics of the teacher of God after trust is honesty. So um, I continue to work on that one because to me, I, I see it as alignment, right? Thought, word, yeah. deed um, in alignment. So yeah. that is an aspiration. Yeah, that, that feels right. It feels like um, um, I'm creating this all anyway. So uh, why not? <laughs> Just go all out there and let her all hang out. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I wouldn't wouldn't be accepted or something by my friends and the people that know me. If I'm not accepted by them over something like this, you know, that's yeah, whatever. At least I get an idea. Maybe it'll change their hearts at some point. Who knows? That's not why I'm doing it. I'm just doing it for whoever is interested in uh, following it. I guess. Hmm. Maybe like uh, right. advertising that my, uh, you know, that I am a spiritual counselor. I'm, I'm in training and love offering, like you said, Sarah, that kind of thing. 
you completed your bio too so yeah it's out there yeah thank you <laughs> you were really good help thank you so they can go and look yeah i can just say here here's the page Sarah and Beth, were you going to say something? Um, I wanted to go back to what Amanda said about knowing when the time is right to say something to someone too, like how I didn't do this, you did this through the power of God or through, you know, you're, you're doing the healing work, like something, I don't know, something about you saying that triggered a thought for me and now I'm losing it again, but I can relate to that because it's like, yeah, you do want to sometimes take, like the ego wants to take the credit. Like I'm the best masseuse or I'm the best coach or I'm the best counselor, but the person is doing the healing. You're just there with them and helping to facilitate it or helping them to get into that space. But then also it's like knowing when it's the time to say something spiritual to someone. Like, for example, my husband is going through a challenge right now with his job and he wants to leave and he's applied for other jobs and nothing's really coming through. So it's just like knowing when just knowing the right thing to say sometimes where I just want to be like, tell him all these things like, Oh, vision, what you want, like change your attitude, like all of these things, but he's not hearing it really. So I just need to like, sit back and observe and just let it happen and let him go through this period of consciousness or whatever's happening for him without trying to take control or tell him what to do. That makes sense. Sounds like a good topic for a divine experiment, Sarah. Lay it on the altar to Holy Spirit and let Holy Spirit take it on. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I'm making meaning out of it by making it painful to watch him be in pain. Like it's painful for me to see him that way and not really be able to do anything about it. Um, and just like, wait, you know, just wait <laughs> and see him get disappointed when things don't come through and tell him, well, it'll, something will work out. If not that, something better. Um, so yeah, you're right. It is a good opportunity of just putting it on the altar and trusting it'll work out. It's a good opportunity to work on trust and letting go of attachment to how it works out too. So what Amanda said and what you're saying, how I see them related is also like, I never think I'm the best at anything. So that's an easy one. I, I'm, my ego is not going to take credit, but I do believe in the power of our joining, right? And so um, I, I've tried to stop saying like, oh, I just did this, that, you know, both parts were needed for the power to come together, right? Two or more in the name of love. So it, it's jointly and owning that, it's both that person with you, that there's the alchemy there. Um, 
And what I, you know, in having my children and not being able to quote, you know, I was stepping back and letting them experience things. One of the thing, most powerful things I can do is pray for them to see their own clarity, to know their own vision, to know their desire. And they don't have to know that I'm like, my son's like, don't do your witchcraft stuff on me, you know, but I can, you know, uh, I can affirm the truth in them, whether or not they see it or not. And in that way, then I can feel like I am doing something, knowing that that is super powerful working in the invisible. Um, so. I'm glad to hear that somebody else's child has uh, such an such an exalted <laughs> view of of what parents do. You know, we, we've had drumming circles, and 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 it's like a bunch of aging old hippies sitting around beating on drums and howling. And you know, my daughter just said, "You and your freakazoid friends." <laughs> It's funny. <laughs> I get it. I, I, I agree. There's like, you're a scientist. How are you? There's just confused. I'm like, mm -hmm. but when you know, like, can you really explain the truth to anyone? You know, it's kind of like, uh-huh. I don't even, it doesn't even feel like anything because it's like, all right. <laughs> I always, I don't know, I, I often approach that through science. Like, I mean, there's some, there's, there's, there's some scientific stuff, at least from my perspective, it's like, you know, that, that leads really nicely into, for me, my, one of the things that I'm heavily um, interested in is Chinese medicine. And so, you know, the fact, the fact that I, I, our bodies have the potential to heal themselves. We know that, you know, um, we know that everything is vibration. We know that the higher the vibration, the more healthy we are, you know, and so we are facilitating a higher vibration so that their bodies can do what they're meant to do naturally you know and then and, and and it does you know and I always sneak in there for me that vibration that energy is God but but for you know it's different stuff for different people you know and and I don't know it's always been, I, I don't know I just like the I I like I don't know I like speaking my truth I'm I'm comfortable doing that but I've hid I've hid a lot <laughs> for the years you know and that's why I go to family gatherings and stuff but I don't say a word because the only thing I know how to talk is spiritual talk <laughs> and when people start talking about the weather I got nothing to say I don't understand small small talk stuff I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't understand why people talk about that stuff or the, you know, politics and stuff. I, so, so I just keep my mouth shut. So that's where I hide. 
but I like having the science. I like, and, and our minister it has done that a lot because she has a family of scientists. So she's connected them a lot for us in, um, in her sermons, uh, which has been very helpful to me in my spiritual growth. Yeah, I think that there are plenty of teachers that connect science to the invisible and spiritual. Um, my experience is that, um, that that's, that's still not commonplace knowledge. And so there's a level of sort of explanation and going down and like to try to prove. And I think one of the benefits in doing this work that I have noticed, um, because I'm a I'm a Western trained both scientist and researcher is like, I'm so much happier. I'd rather be happy than right. And like releasing the need to be right. Wow. Like talk about the healing around that. And, you know, with that has just become like a trust too that I've um, on my journey and when this person's on their journey, they may remember one upon a time that I mentioned something and it might click for them, right? Because they talk about the gifts of the kingdom are held for us when, you know, it's time for us. So having that sort of perspective has helped me a lot, um, whether I am speaking about something spiritual and someone doesn't quite get it, but also just this need to not I don't need to be right and not needing to be right because I rest in truth. It's just made me really happy. So I'm happy for that happiness. And it's, it's not, for me, it's not even a matter of how they receive it really. It's just, it's, it's a way that I'm comfortable beginning to bridge that, uh, that conversation, you know, And we need bridges. We need bridges. We need a lot. Yeah, <laughs> we need bridges. Marianne, anything you wanted to bring forward? Um, and the only thing I, I'm working on my bio right now, and I, I didn't do it for a long time. And I think I was, I was so fearful of putting it up there and having clients come. I mean, I'm imagining clients come and, and being overwhelmed by that, being overwhelmed by the, what I was feeling was constriction and I just recently went through a really deep healing process where I got in touch with, in the depth of my heart, my devastation over being separate from God. I got to the place where I could feel that there, I had made a choice to be separate from God and now God was apart from me. And I was totally, totally empty and devastated from that. It was such a wonderful thing to feel. I and mean, I wept for days. 
And then I was able to affirm the truth and take that in on a deeper level than I had before. And after I did that, then I could write my bio and I feel like I have the fullness in my heart, finally, to be able to open myself to be a spiritual counselor for more people. So it was, I, I had no idea, I had no clue that the reason I couldn't move forward because of, was because of the emptiness deep inside and my devastation over that. So that's what's been happening with me the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so incredibly powerful. So deep. Thank you for undertaking that deep healing. So we all get to share in that. We read this stuff in the course, you know, we read about our unconscious guilt and we read about our, our illusions. Uh, This was the first time I really dipped into that at a feeling level of reality. Looking forward to reading your bio. Mm-hmm. We have about five minutes. Um, any client? Things? I have a client. I have an hour between this and her. And she originally booked one and two o'clock. And I said, do you really want two hours? (laughs) And I said, I I need to eat lunch because I have another call at noon. So I'm just gonna put us at two o'clock and she just wrote back, okay. And I'm like, so I'll I'll clarify on that. But I think she really did. Like she's, um, she's a friend and we've been working together for several weeks and um, I'm happy to help her, but I just think that two hours is too much in a row with one person. So that's why I set the boundary and just said, let's start at two o'clock because I need to eat lunch. But I'll I'll clarify. And that sounds really loving to yourself. Um, And as you can be loving to yourself, you can actually be more helpful. I've had two hour counseling sessions and they are a lot. Um, I say now only 90 minutes is the longest that I'll go. So, and that's usually an initial one. So um, it is important to do what feels loving to yourself as well. I have a client who I would like to have longer sessions with because um, she has a lot of trauma in her history. Um, 
there's there's a lot to to get into and she circles around it and circles around it and circles around it and at the end of the hour it feels like we're just starting to to get into it and she is very committed she watches the clock up oh, the hour is almost up and and i i think she's doing because I, I i'm not charging her anything so it's 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 free sessions for her and i think she feels responsible to me to not go more than an hour but i feel like if we went longer we could um we could really get a lot more done <laughs> not that we're not accomplishing a lot because i think we are but um so anyway, I, um, I don't want to push her on that. She, she has, she's doing what she feels comfortable with. So I'm just going to assume that, that, that that's the way it's meant to be and just let it, let it go. But sometimes I feel that, ah, oh, gee, if we just, if she could relax, we'll just spend another half hour, really get, really get into something. Have you let her know you have the time? No, I haven't said anything. I'm, I may, um, I may say something to her about that, but it could be that an hour is all she can handle too. I think that the the level of trauma that she's exploring is just, it could be an hour could be just about all she can handle. And then she needs to step back and feel her feet under her again. Amanda. I was I was going to say something along the lines that you you said, Araba. Have you given her an opportunity? Have asked her if she wanted to. Maybe she's the type of person that needs to be asked, or you know. Since my whole theme was talking about you know when to use your voice and when not to. <laughs> yeah, and it may be. Um... You know, sometimes if you tell someone ahead of time that it's 90 minutes, that if that's her pattern, then it would probably still be the same pattern, right? But if you're in the conversation and you're um, going to, and, you know, it's quarter to the hour, then you may say, I'm available and let her know to go past that. She may not be, but that at least might introduce the idea. And so... You know, that might be a way to bring it forward. Yeah, I may, I may do that in our next appointment. I may just let her know ahead of time that uh, I'm, I'm free yeah. for 90 minutes. If, if uh, it feels comfortable that if she wants to work longer, I'm, I'm available for that. Okay. Yeah. You guys, I have a, a client at the top of the hour, so. Thank you. We're going to pray out since we're right on time. Um, who would like to pray blessings? I'll stay if someone can pray in 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Who can do that? I can Sarah do it. Can. I oh, can. Marianne can do it. Uh, cool. Sarah, Sarah <laughs> I can do it. Uh, hands on our hearts. So grateful and thankful to have gathered together today to support one another, to talk about whatever is we're inspired to bring through us to this gathering. So grateful for the learning that we've done. So grateful, higher Holy Spirit self, that we felt your guidance and your hand behind all that was said and explored. We're so grateful to declare 
our perfection, to declare that we are already healed, to declare that our clients are already whole and healed, and we are witnesses to that truth. We share that truth with all beings, for we are one with them. Grace and gratitude, we allow it to be, and it is. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye.